The ACB E-Forum, Volume 56, February 2018, Number 8, published by the American Council of the Blind, read by Bart Morse in the recording studio of the Perkins Library. Be a part of ACB. The American Council of the Blind, trademark, is a membership organization made up of more than 70 state and special interest affiliates. To join, contact the National Office at 1-800-424-8666. Contribute to our work. Those much-needed contributions, which are tax-deductible, can be sent to Attention Treasurer, ACB, 6300 Shingle Creek Parkway, Suite 195, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 55430. If you wish to remember a relative or friend, the National Office has printed cards available for this purpose. Consider including a gift to ACB in your last will and testament. If your wishes are complex, call the National Office. To make a contribution to ACB by the Combined Federal Campaign, use this number, 11155. Check in with ACB. For the latest in legislative and governmental news, call the Washington Connection 24-7 at 1-800-424-8666 or read it online. Listen to ACB reports by downloading the MP3 file from www.acb.org or call 605-475-8154 and choose Option 3. Tune in to ACB Radio at www.acbradio.org or by calling 605-475-8130. Learn more about us at www.acb.org. Follow us on Twitter at at ACBNATIONAL or like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash A-M-E-R-I-C-A-N-C-O-U-N-C-I-L-O-F-T-H-E-B-L-I-N-D-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. Copyright 2018, American Council of the Blind. Eric Bridges, Executive Director. Sharon Lovering, Editor. 1703 North Beauregard Street, Suite 420, Alexandria, Virginia, 22311. Table of Contents We Need Your Voices to Present Our Message to Congress by Tony Stevens Lots to See and Do in the Show Me State by Janet Dickelman Fireworks Celebration and the Red, White, and Blue by Kenneth Semyon, Sr. Diversity Enriches Our Society by Larry P. Johnson Navajo Teacher Develops Braille System to Help Visually Impaired Read Tribal Language by Noelle Lynn Smith Fresno Chapter Tests Uni Description App in Yosemite National Park by Jamie Gibson Barrows Membership Focus How to Market Your Affiliate by Artis Bazin Affiliate News here and There, edited by Sharon Strakowski. Are you moving? Do you want to change your subscription? Contact Sharon Lovering in the ACB National Office, 1-800-424-8666, or via email, slovering at acb.org. Give her the information, and she'll make the changes for you. Keep up with the most important ACB news and announcements without any other chatter. Subscribe to the ACB Announce Listserv. Send a blank email to announce subscribe at acblists.org or visit www.acblists.org slash M-A-I-L-M-A-N slash L-I-S-T-I-N-F-O slash A-N-N-O-U-N-C-E and type your email address and name where indicated. ACB Radio, 
The place to be with people in the know. www.acbradio.org Got talent? Tell us about you. M-A-R-L-A-I-N-A at A-C-B-R-A-D-I-O dot org. We need your voices to present our message to Congress by Tony Stevens. The 2018 Mid-Year Conference is coming soon, and ACB members are encouraged to take part in forming our future as we gather in Washington, D.C., February 25th to 27th, to strengthen our base and have our voices heard on Capitol Hill. Registration is open for the conference, and we urge ACB affiliate leaders and advocates to join us at a time when it is critical to speak up on the programs and services that are most vital for Americans who are blind and visually impaired. The current political climate in Congress continues to create significant uncertainty throughout all avenues of federal spending. Budget constraints still weigh heavily on the backs of lawmakers, which means every federally funded program is at risk of major spending cuts. Therefore, it is crucial that ACB members present a unified voice to protect the programs and services most important to Americans who are blind and visually impaired. In 2017, we advocated successfully for protection of programs that provided accessible media to people who are blind, core independent living services for older adults, and continued research on ways to prevent blindness due to trauma. We called for reform of Medicare, pushing for coverage of vital low-vision independent living aids, and we echoed the importance of Americans with vision loss gaining full inclusion in our society. I am pleased to say our voices have been heard. The programs we fought for were not cut, and in some cases spending was increased. Congress reintroduced the Medicare Demonstration of Coverage for Low Vision Devices Act, H.R. 2050, and we created a drumbeat of messaging affirming our right for full and equal inclusion in all aspects of our society. While Congress listened to and acted on our requests last February, it has become increasingly difficult to sustain our voice amidst the overwhelming chorus of competing interests on Capitol Hill. We need as many advocates as possible to come to Washington, D.C. While many things can change in Washington, including the weather, we know that fighting for critical programs and services will remain a top priority for the foreseeable future. We also have legislation like the Medicare Demonstration Bill in the House and the newly introduced Senate version of the Cogswell-Macy Act, S-2087, both of which will echo a key message on how government can gain a solid return on investments that sustain opportunity and independence. As in past years, the Mid-Year Conference is a three-day event, with ACB affiliate presidents and leaders meeting on Sunday, February 25th, followed by the legislative seminar on Monday, February 26th. Then we take to Capitol Hill to meet with our members of Congress on Tuesday, February 27th. The ACB Board of Directors meeting will be held Saturday, February 24th. For more information, visit the registration page at goo.gl slash capital P, numeral 1, lowercase a, numeral 2, lowercase g, b. If you have questions about scheduling meetings with your members of Congress, contact Tony Stevens, ACB's Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs, at A-S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S at acb.org. Lots to See and Do in the Show Me State by Janet Dickelman As you prepare for your visit to St. Louis for the 2018 Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind, here are some fun facts about the city of St. Louis and the state of Missouri. The state bird of Missouri is the eastern bluebird. The state flower is the white hawthorn blossom. Missouri's nickname is the Show Me State. You will definitely see a lot and learn many new things during Convention Week. The state motto, adopted in 1822, is Salus Populi Suprema Lex Esto, which translates to, The welfare of the people shall be the supreme law. Pierre Leclerc, recipient of a land grant from the King of France, and his 13-year-old scout, 
Auguste Chouteau, selected the site of St. Louis in 1764 as a fur trading post. Named for Louis IX of France, the site was chosen because it was not subject to flooding and was near the confluence of the Mississippi and Missouri rivers. Hear all about St. Louis's rich history during general session on Sunday morning, July 1st, when Charlie Brennan, broadcaster for radio station KMOX, regales us with stories from his book, Amazing St. Louis, 250 Years of Great Tales and Curiosities. Dates and Details Convention dates are Friday, June 29th through Friday, July 6th. Note the January 2018 issue lists our 2018 tours. Opening general session will be held Saturday evening, June 30th. It will feature local entertainment, the color guard ceremony, and singing of the Star-Spangled Banner, plus welcomes by ACB President Kim Charlson and the President of the Missouri Council of the Blind. This is your opportunity to hear from some of our major corporate sponsors and be introduced to the 2018 Durward K. McDaniel first-timers and the Leadership Fellows recipients. Daily general sessions will continue Sunday through Thursday. During these sessions, you'll meet our talking book narrator, hear from a young man who has worked to make appliances accessible, learn about the latest updates on advocacy, and hear the always inspiring stories from our scholarship recipients. You don't want to miss our banquet Thursday evening. Michael Cleveland, nominated for his bluegrass record Fiddler's Dream, and his fellow musician Brian Allen, will perform for banquet attendees and talk about life on the road as a blind musician. The exhibit hall will open on Saturday, June 30th, and will remain open through Wednesday, July 4th. There will be approximately 60 vendors featuring cutting-edge technology for blind and visually impaired users, items for daily living, recreation, and personal items such as jewelry, items for guide dogs, and so much more. Special interest affiliates and committees will hold programs, seminars, and workshops beginning on Saturday, June 30th, and running through Wednesday, July 4th. Teachers, students, families, attorneys, entrepreneurs, the LGBT community, and individuals who are losing their sight will hold approximately 200 sessions during Convention Week. In addition, many of our sponsors and business partners will present programs, workshops, and focus groups. Career Development If you are a first-time convention attendee, if you haven't joined us in several years, or if you are a veteran conventioneer, visit www.acb.org and review the 2017 convention program. Every conference and convention features unique opportunities to learn new skills, tips, and techniques on a wide range of topics. This will give you an idea of what to expect. This year, for the first time, ACB is offering continuing education credits. We are working with ACVREP to obtain certification for many of our convention sessions. There will be additional information in the March issue about this exciting opportunity. Staying in touch. Want to get the latest scoop on convention news? Subscribe to the convention announce list. To subscribe, send a blank email to acbconvention-subscribe at acblists.org. If you received updates for the 2017 convention, you need not resubscribe. Hotel details. Room rates at Union Station are $89. This rate applies for up to two people in a king room and up to four guests in a room with two queen beds. Room tax is currently 18.435%. You may make reservations by calling 314-231-1234. Be sure to mention you are with the American Council of the Blind to obtain the convention room rate. To make reservations online, go to www.acb.org and follow the 2018 convention link. Convention Contacts 2018 Exhibit Information Michael Smitherman, 6 
a m d u o at b e l l s o u t h dot net. 2018 Advertising and Sponsorships Margarine Beeman 512-921-1625 OLEO50 at H-O-T-M-A-I-L dot com For any other convention-related questions, please contact Janet Dickelman, Convention Chair, at 651-428-5059 or via email J-A-N-E-T dot D-I-C-K-E-L-M-A-N at G-M-A-I-L dot com. Fireworks, Celebration, and the Red, White, and Blue by Kenneth Semyon, Sr. Calling all DKM first-timers. We're meeting in St. Louis for the 2018 DKM first-timers reunion. The DKM first-timers committee is planning a blast of a time for all first-timers and our guests. This event will take place during the Wednesday, July 4th, DKM first-timers reception. The highlight of the evening will feature the successes of DKM first-timers, which coincides with this year's theme, Then and Now. Begin making plans to be a part of this grand celebration. Witness the thunderous cheers as the roll call takes place, which begins with the one and only Durward K. McDaniel being acknowledged as our founding father and fearless leader. His legacy lives on through us. With more than 40 DKM first-timers being selected since the inception of the DKM first-timers program, we are definitely in a class of our own. Come out and meet us. You won't regret it. Wear something red, white, or blue, or red, white, and blue, too. We will gather for refreshments, introduction of the class of 2018, announce the winners of the gift card fundraiser drawing, and last but not least, we will honor 2018 DKM partners for contributing to and supporting the DKM First Timers program. If you are an ACB member in good standing who is 18 or older, blind or visually impaired, and have never attended an ACB convention, we encourage you to apply to be considered for this great honor in 2018. Refer to the DKM article in the January issue of the forum for all the details. If you have questions, send an email message to Kenneth Semyon Sr., chair of the DKM committee, S-E-M-I-E-N at sbcglobal.net. We hope you'll meet us in St. Louis. Diversity Enriches Our Society by Larry P. Johnson Reprinted from the San Antonio Express News, August 12, 2017 Editor's Note Larry Johnson is an author and motivational speaker. Contact him via email at larjo1 at prodigy.net or visit his website at www.mexicobytouch.com. We are more alike than we are different, but I am me and you are you. Stereotyping is classifying or labeling people based on some set of common denominators. Blonde, redhead, black, white, brown, tall, short, fat, skinny, Democrat, Republican, smoker, non-smoker, baby boomer, millennial. When we lump people together as a group, we ascribe certain characteristics, behaviors, or attitudes to everyone in that group, often based on misinformation we have heard or read. Then we make judgments about them based on those misconceptions and generalizations, proceeding to treat everyone with that label as if they were all alike, which, of course, they are not. Most Mexicans are in the U.S. illegally. Most homeless people are homeless through their own fault. Most Muslims are terrorists. All women are sentimental, submissive, and superstitious. All men are adventurous, powerful, and domineering. None of these statements are true. Why do we feel the need to label or classify one another? Partly it is because we want to identify ourselves as belonging to a group. Human beings are social animals and feel the need to belong to a family, a community. The community of, say, Spurs fans, of vegetarians, or of licorice lovers. 
That's me, but black licorice only, please. So it's about identity. It's also about strength and power. If we are part of a group, it gives us a feeling of strength and power. We have numbers. We can impose our will. We can dominate. If there are enough of us who don't like liver, maybe we can get the supermarket to ban the sale of liver. Okay, probably not. But the other thing about labels and stereotyping ourselves or others is that it causes us to discriminate, to push people away, to mistrust those who are not like us. We question their motives and sincerity. We resent their wanting the same things we want a good job, a comfortable home, a safe environment for our children and grandchildren to grow up in. We see them as encroaching on our turf. They are not like us, we say. They don't look like us, talk like us, worship like us. They don't belong in our neighborhoods, parks, schools, or communities. But they do. They are, in fact, precisely what we need to add cultural flavor and social richness to our American melting pot. We typically rely, for most of our information and knowledge, on second-hand sources, and the main source of this information is the mass media. Mass media can and do often play a major role in influencing and reinforcing our stereotypical thinking. I remember when I was in Mexico some 40 years ago. Walking down the aisle in the supermarket, I counted three, maybe four kinds of breakfast cereal. Compare that to this country, where there is 20 times that number in the cereal aisle. It is so tremendously exciting, isn't it? I don't want us all to be cornflakes. How dull that would be. I appreciate and welcome diversity, both in food and in people. And that's how I see it. Navajo Teacher Develops Braille System to Help Visually Impaired Read Tribal Language by Noelle Lynn Smith Reprinted from the Farmington Daily Times, December 30, 2017 To read this article online, go to tinyurl.com slash lowercase y numerals 9397 lowercase wrg Farmington, New Mexico As Carol Begay Green's index finger moved along the Navajo Braille code she developed, she read aloud a story about a boy and his monkey. Green, a teacher of the blind and visually impaired for the Farmington Municipal School District, has developed a Braille code for the Navajo language. Braille is a system of raised dots that enables people who are blind or visually impaired to read and write through touch according to the American Foundation for the Blind. The Navajo Braille code Green developed uses English Braille with the absence of the letters F, P, Q, R, U, and V and with the addition of a prefix code for the vowels A, E, I, and O. There is also code to instruct the reader to pronounce vowels as eight plain, high tone, plain nasal, or high tone and nasal. The advantage of having this code for the reader is that they can distinguish and pronounce everything properly, Green said. Green, who was born into the Toahadlini, Water Flow Together clan, was raised in Michigan, but visited her paternal grandparents in Lokachukai, Arizona. She learned basic words in the Navajo language from her grandparents, and the exposure instilled a lifelong interest in further learning the language. During Green's junior year in college, she transferred to Northern Arizona University in Flagstaff, Arizona, and graduated from there in 1991. Before joining the Farmington Municipal School District in 2010, she taught at Red Mesa Elementary School in Red Mesa, Arizona, and at Natani Nez Elementary School in Shiprock. Green developed vision problems as a child and eventually lost sight in her left eye at 13. Cataract surgery in her right eye in 2000 led to further decline in her vision, and in 2009 she learned how to read and write Braille. Since she wanted to continue learning how to speak, read, and write Navajo, she asked the Braille Authority of North America in 2013 if a Braille code for Navajo was available. When she found out there was none, she began working on one. To her knowledge, her work resulted in the first code for Navajo. 
Another reason Green, who has a national certification in unified English Braille, developed the Navajo Braille Code, was to provide the opportunity for blind and visually impaired Navajo students to learn about their traditional language. With the Navajo language being taught in schools and, in some cases, a requirement for students to apply for scholarships, Green wanted blind or visually impaired students to have a fair opportunity. I thought, if I am going to develop it for myself, then I might as well share it so these children have that opportunity. The same as their peers, she said. In a resolution passed by the Navajo Nation Board of Education in October 2015, the Navajo Braille Code was adopted to teach blind and visually impaired tribal members Navajo. Green continues to share information about the code at various conferences and in presentations across the country. One of Green's students in Farmington is a Navajo girl who is learning English Braille. She is just learning Braille. As she moves in her progress, she might want to take the Navajo language in junior high and high school. That will be an option for her now, Green said. Fresno Chapter tests Unidescription app in Yosemite National Park by Jamie Gibson Barrows. On Friday, November 10, 2017, members of the CCB Fresno Chapter visited Yosemite National Park to test the beta app Unidescription, UniD, developed by the University of Hawaii. We chartered a bus financed by ACB through its executive director, Eric Bridges. Without the support from Eric and ACB, this trip could not have occurred. Our original transportation was through the Yosemite Area Rapid Transit System, YARTS. However, we found they didn't have the funds for fall or winter transportation from Fresno, so ACB donated the funding for the charter. I reached out to Brett Opegard, associate professor and principal investigator at the U of H at Manoa, soon after the ACB convention when I learned of the development of the Uni Description app for Yosemite National Park. Fresno chapter members and others in our community visit Yosemite every year, only to find very little audio description available in the park, so we were eager to help out with testing of the app. Brett was excited to give our chapter this opportunity, and for the next three months we communicated with ACB, University of Hawaii, and the National Park Service. We had the pleasure of meeting Saja Koirella, who flew in from Hawaii to join us on this trip. Saja is one of the developers of this app. She joined us as a supporter and observer. At the end of our trip, Saja facilitated a focus group discussion on the AD app. The trip was fantastic, with 26 attendees and four guide dogs. Yosemite Ranger Sally Kintner guided us on a tour throughout the day. We touched and smelled large trees on the paths, such as the incense cedar tree and the ponderosa pine. When we scratched the bark on the ponderosa pine, it gave off a vanilla scent. We also enjoyed the tactile map of Yosemite on another trail. It let us feel the massive rock formations and the Yosemite Falls to get a better mental picture of the surrounding mountains. Many participants listened to the UniD app that features the map and brochure before our visit, as well as while we were on the trails. It was a beautiful fall day for walking on trails, visiting the Lower Falls, Yosemite Lodge, and the Visitor Center. Most took a sack lunch for an outdoor picnic, some purchased a quick meal on site. We are thrilled to have been a part of the beta testing for UniD in Yosemite and receiving so much support from everyone who has worked for months getting this app up and running. Our Facebook page has pictures of our day. Our local producer for Blindside Fresno, William Elliott and wife Darcy, are both members of the Fresno chapter. They participated in the trip and will be producing a Blindside Fresno segment via CMAC and YouTube. UniDescription works on both iOS and Android platforms. I encourage you to download it on your smartphone. Our focus was on Yosemite. However, the app has many more national parks already loaded, and more to come for the rest of the parks in California throughout the upcoming year. We hope to take part in beta testing in more national parks.
Our feedback during the focus group, as well as our filling out surveys for both ACB and Yosemite National Park, will help improve audio description for those of us with low or no vision. Thank you to the following who have worked months on this project. University of Hawaii, Brett Opegard, Megan and Thomas Conway, and Saja Koirella. From ACB, Executive Director Eric Bridges, Dan Spoon, Joe Lynn Bailey-Page, and from Yosemite National Park Services, Cara Stella and Sally Kintner. Caption Fong Gip, Martha Espicia, and Saja Koirella touch a tactile replica of Yosemite Valley. Behind them, sporting dark sunglasses and a jean jacket, is Kathy Schmidt Whitaker, who is listening to the description via the app and eagerly awaiting her turn at the tactile map. Photo courtesy of the Fresno Chapter, California Council of the Blind. Membership Focus, How to Market Your Affiliate, by Artis Bazin. The latest membership focus call concerned marketing your affiliate. Some of the tips suggested on the call are listed below. Find your community news outlets, online and newspapers. Write press releases on affiliate news. Request an interview with Affiliates in Action. Tell members and friends about ACB Radio. Place information of interest on your websites and on your social media pages. Have greeters at your meetings so people who attend aren't ignored. Invite general interest speakers to your meetings and share announcements on Facebook. Use community calendars online and in your local newspaper. Share information about your activities geared toward parents with blind children. Publicize your advocacy efforts, accessible voting, braille menus, audio signals, etc. Contact disability resource centers and build relationships with them. Give them flyers and offer seminars on accessibility. Bring brochures to doctors' offices, ophthalmologists, and rehab centers. Contact radio or TV stations about public service announcements. The stations usually need such information at least two weeks ahead of time. Promote low-vision expos and fairs. Celebrate White Cane Day and Braille Literacy Month. Create business cards. Advertise any events you hold, such as a Children's Vision Summit, an annual conference, and any other community event. Contact your local NLS library and write letters for them to send about your conventions and upcoming events. At fairs and expos, write Braille names of children in the alphabet on cards and demonstrate accessible aids and appliances for newly blind individuals. Speak at Lions Clubs, support groups, senior centers, and assisted living centers. Distribute fundraiser flyers and regular newsletters. Write grants for funding. Attend audio-described movies and plays as a chapter. Advertise your events on your local radio reading service. Have a toll-free number, website, and Facebook page. Track down your state's broadcasters' association and newspaper association. These groups often publish media guides containing contact information for most radio and TV stations and or newspapers in the state. You can build your own contact list to avoid the cost of the distribution services. As you build the contact list, look at the websites for the media. Many will contain a direct email address for public service announcements, press releases, etc. Write the press release, post it on Facebook, and post it on your affiliate website in the press release or blog section. Ask local chapters to help spread the word. Send the news out via email to any contact lists. Watch for upcoming membership focus calls. Affiliate News Tackle college costs with a Scheigert scholarship. Every dollar counts. Who isn't familiar with these words of economic wisdom applicable to any number of situations, from multi-million dollar construction projects to family budgets and the cost of a college education? The Council of Citizens with Low Vision International, CCLVI, is committed to helping low-vision students meet the challenges posed by these costs by offering three scholarships, 
one each to an incoming freshman, undergraduate, and graduate student. The scholarships are valued at $3,000 for the academic year. Eligible applicants must be visually impaired, demonstrate a record of academic performance consistent with program criteria, and demonstrate their involvement in community service. The application window remains open until 11.59 p.m. Eastern, March 15. To apply, visit www.cclvi.org. Click on the Shigert Scholarship link and follow directions for gaining access to the 2018-19 application. Pay special attention to the guidelines, which provide essential details on eligibility requirements and application submission. If you have questions, send an email to scholarship at cclvi.org or call 1-844-460-0625. Recipients will attend the 2018 ACB National Convention in St. Louis in July as guests of CCLVI. Iowa Convention to be held in Des Moines The 31st Annual Iowa Council of the United Blind Convention will be held April 13th through the 15th at the Holiday Inn and Suites, 4800 Merle Hay Road in Des Moines. Convention room rates are as follows. Double Queen or King Executive Room, $88. Junior or Extended Stay Suites, $128. Family King Suites, $148. Family Double Queen Suites, $168. Rates do not include 12% tax. The deadline to receive the group rate is March 22, 2018. To reserve your room, call 515-278-4755 or 1-800-HOLIDAY-800-465-4329 and ask for the ICUB special rate. Our group name is ICUB Iowa Council of United Blind. A credit card is required to guarantee your overnight reservation. Cancellations will be accepted until 6 p.m. the day of the reservation. For more information, contact Carrie Chapman via email c.chapman, numerals 657, at yahoo.com or call her at 515 515- Six five seven one four six one. Here and there, edited by Sharon Strakowski. The announcement of products and services in this column does not represent an endorsement by the American Council of the Blind, its officers, or staff. Listings are free of charge for the benefit of our readers. The ACBE forum cannot be held responsible for the reliability of the products and services mentioned. To submit items for this column, send a message to s-l-o-v-e-r-i-n-g at a-c-b dot org or phone the national office at 1-800-424-8666 and leave a message in Sharon Lovering's mailbox. Information must be received at least two months ahead of publication date. New Fraud Schemes to be Aware of The Social Security Administration warns that scammers have come up with new fraud schemes. The caller will claim to be from Social Security and tell the victim that he is eligible for a 1.7% cost-of-living adjustment. The fraudsters, who tend to call from the 323 area code, ask for victims' personal information in order to divert their Social Security benefits into the crooks' accounts. Another scheme involves a robocaller claiming to be the inspector general and declares the victim's benefits have been suspended. The victim is threatened with arrest and ordered to call a particular number to arrange payment. Social Security urges anyone who receives a suspicious call to not give out personal information to an unknown caller. Report the call to the real inspector general at 1-800-269. 0271. IRS Fraud Schemes Social Security isn't the only government agency that scammers are picking on. The IRS warns about several scams, too, where callers claim to be employees of the IRS using fake names and bogus badge numbers. 
They may know a lot about their targets, and they usually alter the caller ID to make it look like the IRS is calling. Some area codes they use are two zero eight and nine zero one. Victims are told they owe money to the IRS, and it must be paid promptly through a preloaded debit card or wire transfer. Victims may be threatened with arrest, deportation, or suspension of a business or driver's license. In many cases, the caller becomes hostile and insulting. Or victims may be told they have a refund due to try to trick them into sharing private information. If the phone isn't answered, the scammers often leave an urgent callback request. Some fraudsters have approached people with limited English proficiency, addressing them in their native language and threatening them with deportation, arrest, and license revocation, among other things. IRS urges all taxpayers to use caution before paying unexpected tax bills. Note that the IRS will never call to demand immediate payment using a specific payment method, such as a prepaid debit card, gift card, or wire transfer. Generally, the IRS will first mail you a bill if you owe any taxes. Threaten to immediately bring in local police or other law enforcement groups to have you arrested for not paying. Demand that you pay taxes without giving you the opportunity to question or appeal the amount they say you owe. Ask for credit or debit card numbers over the phone. If you get a phone call from someone claiming to be from the IRS, here's what you should do. If you know you owe taxes or think you might owe taxes, call the IRS at one eight hundred eight two nine ten forty. The IRS employees at that line can help you with a payment issue if there really is such an issue. If you know you don't owe taxes or have no reason to think that you owe any taxes, for example, you've never received a bill or the caller made some bogus threats as described above, then call and report the incident to the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration at one eight hundred three six six four four eight four. Or at www.treasury.gov/tigta/slash. You can file a complaint at tinyurl.com/slash yb numeral eight cgp numeral five q. Choose scams and ripoffs, then imposter scams. If the complaint involves someone impersonating the IRS, include the words "IRS telephone scam" in the notes. For more information on current tax scams, visit www.irs.gov/newsroom/tax-scams-consumers-alerts. Seeking nominations for the Holman Prize, Lighthouse for the Blind's annual twenty-five thousand dollar award for blind adventurers and creators is back. Submissions close on February twenty-eighth at noon Pacific. The first round of the competition is a ninety-second YouTube video pitching your idea. We are looking for creative, boundary-pushing, innovative projects. The candidate with the most YouTube likes will automatically be chosen as the People's Choice finalist and will become a finalist for the Holman Prize. A few caveats: applicants must be 18 years old as of October 1, 2018. They must also be able to submit official documentation of blindness during the semi-finalist phase of the competition. Current Lighthouse staff members and board members, as well as their immediate families, are not eligible for the Holman Prize, nor are previous winners. The prize will not fund any type of tuition. For further information, visit www.holmanprize.org/faq. Valentine Cruz. My limitless vision will hold a Valentine cruise in 2019. The ship will depart from Port Canaveral at 4 p.m. on Sunday, February 10, 2019, and return on Valentine's Day, Thursday, February 14, 2019, at 8 a.m. We will have a fun day at sea on Monday, 
with special fun just for our VIP group. On Tuesday, we will be at Nassau, and on Wednesday, we will be at Freeport. We will be doing more research with Carnival on the best accessible excursions in the ports for those who may want to explore. If you are interested, send Debbie Sanders your contact information and $25 per person reservation fee via PayPal at debbie at mylimitlessvision.com or by check to MLV 104 NE 7th Street Perkins, Oklahoma 74059 Want to go but need a roommate to share the cost? Let Debbie Sanders know. NYSSB to hold Centennial Reunion The Alumni Association of the New York State School for the Blind will hold its Centennial Reunion June 7 through 10, 2018 at the Quality Inn and Suites 8250 Park Road, Batavia, New York, 14020. Phone 585-344-2100. At the same time, we will join students, staff, and guests of the New York State School for the Blind in celebrating 150 years of outstanding service to the people of New York State. Reunion events will include a ceremony celebrating the school's sesquicentennial, a presentation from the New York State Museum, the unveiling of a tactile mural which some of our members helped to create, and a picnic with students and staff. There will also be several chances to socialize with old friends and make new ones, and to remember our alma mater. Our association began in 1918 and was incorporated in March 1924. The only time there wasn't a reunion was during World War II. Membership is open to anyone at least 18 years of age who either attended the New York State School for the Blind or is recommended by a member in good standing of the association. Any applicant who did not attend the New York State School for the Blind must have a substantive relationship to the recommending member or to any other member in good standing. Annual dues are $15 with multi-year plans available. The deadline for reunion reservations is May 1, 2018. If you wish to become a member or have questions about the reunion, contact Diane Scalzi at 586-337-5226 or email dscalzi at comcast.net. What's new from NBP? Now available is the Windows Screen Reader Keystroke Compendium, covering JAWS, NVDA, and Narrator, compiled by Dean Martineau. It is available as one small Braille volume, BRF, and Word. Braille-related keystrokes are not included. Also available are a variety of Microsoft and Windows guides, iOS guides, Mac OS guides, Android Guides, and a guide called Computers You Can Talk To, Siri, Alexa, Google Now, and Cortana by Anna Dresner. Newly available is Diary of a Worm by Doreen Cronin. It comes in contracted UEB and is for ages 3 to 8. The diary documents a young worm's daily life from living with his parents to attending school, but he never has to take a bath. He gets to eat his homework, and because he doesn't have legs, he can't do the hokey-pokey, no matter how hard he tries. Also new in the children's section is Brave Irene, in contracted UEB for ages 3 to 8. Irene's mother is a dressmaker, and one day when she's scheduled to deliver a ball gown to the Duchess to wear that evening, she isn't feeling well enough to make the delivery so Irene volunteers to do it for her mother despite the blizzard. Who can forget the stories of Shel Silverstein? Check out The Giving Tree, a book about generosity and unselfishness. It's available in print with Braille and has picture descriptions.
For more information, contact National Braille Press at 1-800-548-7323 or visit www.nbp.org slash IC slash NBP slash P-U-B-L-I-C-A-T-I-O-N-S slash I-N-D-E-X dot H-T-M-L. ABLE Data ABLE Data is a source of comprehensive information on assistive technology, AT, products, solutions, and resources to improve productivity and ease life's tasks. The company offers information that will assist domestic and international customers and their family members, as well as vendors, distributors, organizations, professionals, and caregivers in understanding AT options and programs available. Able Data has information on more than 40,000 AT products. To view the list of devices for those who are blind and have low vision, visit abledata.com slash indexing hyphen t-e-r-m-s slash b-l-i-n-d hyphen a-n-d hyphen l-o-w hyphen v-i-s-i-o-n. The company also posts monthly guides related to assistive technology and different conditions. Some include AT for individuals who are deafblind, wayfinding AT for people who are blind, deaf, or have a cognitive disability, AT for the would-be virtuoso who is blind or has low vision. Information specialists are available Monday through Friday at one 800 227 0216. Email abledata at neweditions dot net, or visit the website www.abledata.com. You can also find Able Data on Facebook and Twitter. Se habla español. Please note that Able Data does not sell products nor does it endorse any product manufacturers or distributors. Wooden Games Back at Braille Superstore The Braille Superstore has brought back its wooden games, which are made of handcrafted teak and carefully adapted for blind players. Titles include Connect Four, Chess, Shut the Box, Backgammon, Tangram, Parcheesi, Chinese Checkers, and Snakes and Ladders. For more information, contact the Braille Superstore at 1-800-987-1231 or visit www.brailleboostore.com. Seeking Maps Made by the Princeton Braillists The collection of tactile maps and other drawings done by the Princeton Braillists over the last three decades has been transferred to National Braille Press, where arrangements are being made for ongoing distribution. The Princeton Braillists produced 35 books of tactile maps. The maps are detailed, labeled in Braille only. Some experience with tactile drawings is recommended. National Braille Press hopes to maintain and reproduce the current maps while looking into ways to update geographical information, recode for unified English Braille, and create new volumes of countries and states. For more information, call 617-425-2442. Zoom Text 11.7 Zoom Text version 11.7 is now available. It contains updates for Zoom Text 11 magnifier, magnifier reader, and fusion. These free updates provide important enhancements in the ZoomText software, improving performance, stability, and functionality of ZoomText's features and tools. They include support for the Windows 10 Fall Creators update, improved performance and navigation in AppReader and Finder, improved support for Chrome, and more. To learn about all of the changes in the 11.7 update, visit www.zoomtext.com slash help 
slash R-E-L-E-A-S-E-N-O-T-E-S. To get the Zoom Text 11.7 updates for Magnifier and Magnifier Reader, if you have a previous version of Zoom Text 11 Magnifier or Magnifier Reader on your system, go to the Zoom Text 11 toolbar and choose Zoom Text, Manage License, Check for Updates. This will launch the update wizard and walk you through the fast update process. If you need to install Zoom Text 11.7 Magnifier or Magnifier Reader on a new system where Zoom Text is not yet installed, download the full installer from zoomtext.com slash d-o-w-n-l-o-a-d-s. Then go to the section titled Zoom Text 11 and choose the installer that matches your license type. For the Fusion 11.7 updates, visit zoomtext.com slash d-o-w-n-l-o-a-d-s, then go to Fusion 11 and choose the installer that matches the language you require. ACB Officers President Kim Charlson, 3rd Term, 2019, 57 Grandview Avenue, Watertown, Massachusetts, 02472. First Vice President, Dan Spoon, First Term, 2019, 3924 Lake Mirage Boulevard, Orlando, Florida, 32817-1554. Second Vice President, John McCann, Second Term, 2019, 8761 East Placita Boulevard, Tucson, Arizona, 85715-5650. Secretary, Ray Campbell, third term, 2019, 460 Rain Tree Court, number 3K, Glen Ellen, Illinois, 60137. Treasurer, David Trott, first term, 2019, 1018 East Street, South, Talladega, Alabama, 35160. Immediate past president, Mitch Pomerantz, 1115 Cordova Street, number 402, Pasadena, California, 91106. ACB Board of Directors, Jeff Bishop, Kirkland, Washington, first term 2020. Denise Colley, Lacey, Washington, first term 2020. Sarah Conrad, Madison, Wisconsin, final term 2020. Dan Dillon, Hermitage, Tennessee, first term, 2020. Katie Frederick, Worthington, Ohio, first term, 2018. George Holliday, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, final term, 2018. Alan Peterson, Horace, North Dakota, final term, 2018. Doug Powell, Falls Church, Virginia, partial term, 2020. Patrick Sheehan, Silver Spring, Maryland, First term, 2018. Jeff Tom, Sacramento, California. Partial term, 2018. Ex officio, Debbie Lewis, Seattle, Washington. ACB Board of Publications. Ron Brooks, Chairman, Phoenix, Arizona. Second term, 2019. Donna Brown, Romney, West Virginia. First term, 2019. Paul Edwards, Miami, Florida. First term, 2018. Susan Glass, Saratoga, California. Second term, 2019. Debbie Lewis, Seattle, Washington. First term, 2018. Ex officios, Katie Frederick, Worthington, Ohio. Bob Hache, Waltham, Massachusetts. Burl Colley, Lacey, Washington. Carla Rushevel, Louisville, Kentucky. Accessing your ACB Braille and eForums. The ACB eForum may be accessed by email on the ACB website via download from the web page in Word, plain text, or Braille ready file, or by phone at 605 475 8154. To subscribe to the email version, visit the ACB email lists page at www.acb.org. The ACB Braille Forum is available by mail in Braille, large print, 
digital cartridge and via email. It is also available to read or download from ACB's webpage and by phone 605-475-8154. Subscribe to the podcast versions from your second-generation Victor Reader stream or from http colon slash slash www.acb.org slash bf slash.